ZM Sealed Section. Where you can ask whatever you want. Who are we to judge? Thanks to New Zealand On Air. My ex and I broke up. I was a stepmom and now we are not together. I love him still. We have been having sex, but my feelings are getting stronger again. I also am not on birth control. What do I do? I love him. He doesn't want me back, but I can't stop my heart. We lost two babies together. Please help me. Wow. That sounds lot like an awful lot of grief that one person is holding. Like a relationship breakup is really, really difficult on its own. And often people seek solace with the person that they're the closest to, which is often the person they've just broken up with. So within my clinical practice, I see a reasonable number of people who are coming in with unplanned pregnancies at difficult times of their lives with their ex-partner because they weren't necessarily planning to have sex. They weren't necessarily planning to have um, a pregnancy and so weren't using birth control. And it's kind of made life more complicated for them at that time. Mm. So one of the things you might want to do is kind of break it down, like what, what you're going through. So you've got the relationship breakup, and which is a big sort of thing going on for you. You've been a stepmom and this relationship breaking up has meant that you're no longer a stepmom. And in that period of time, you've also lost two pregnancies, it sounds like. Um, and... That is an awful lot going on for you and I wonder whether you've had any opportunity to sort of talk to someone about those sorts of things. My first step and first recommendation would be to take some little steps to simplifying your life and that very first thing is if you are not wanting to be pregnant on your own because this person has kind of said that they don't want to be with you at the moment and that's unlikely to change maybe start some birth control, talk to somebody about that, family planning, sexual health, your GP um, might be the best place to start for that. And then look at um, what you're wanting because it sounds like you're wanting comfort and solace but where you're getting it is building up those thoughts and feelings to this person that has still not wanting to be with you. So that's, gosh, that sounds harsh, but it sounds like from your message is what you're actually saying. Yeah, very tricky situation. And I guess at the end of the day, the, that, the fact that this person doesn't want to be with you, it's actually more harmful for yourself because, you know, you're putting your all into this and you're, yeah. you know, you're trying for to make something work that at the end of the day won't necessarily work. And then it's just getting over that hurdle to then realise that there's more exciting things that you um, that are to come. So you could yeah. take small steps to maybe eat better and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, definitely. I think when you're going through a tough time, some of the best things that we can do to help us get through that tough time, aside from kind of naming the issue and, and taking steps to deal with that, is just to keep going and keep going strong with the everyday stuff. So, um, so like you said, exercising, um, getting out there, getting active, getting the endorphins flowing um, through your body and your brain to help you feel better. Um, eating well, eating good food, fruit and veggies, drinking lots of water. Um, sometimes people, when they're grieving, they will um, they'll drink or they'll turn to alcohol or some other kind of um, ways to cope. And, um, and I, I think sometimes that just distracts us from the pain. So, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that. I would try and you know try and stay as healthy as you as you possibly can, um, and then spend your time and your energy doing things that you really love, that you really care about. What um, what gets you going? Is it hanging out with family? Is it certain friends? 
Um, for me, I really like animals. <laughs> if I need like a, a happiness boost, I'll go yeah. hang out with my cat yeah. or go visit a dog park. And actually, <laughs> that's quite a cool thing because with animals, giving an animal a hug is a comfort thing as well. And I guess, you know, because of when you lose somebody like this, yeah. you are losing that comfort to turn to. So that's, mm. that's yeah. quite a good point, actually. And it sounds like you're quite articulate about what's going on for you with all the things that you've mentioned. So, you know, if you can identify someone that you can talk to, it would be a really good thing. Someone that you feel confident with, that um, that you can be honest with, sort of like an aunt or a sibling or a friend, mm. that sort of thing could be a really good start. ZM Sealed Section. Where you can ask whatever you want. Hi guys, so basically I've been wanting a new phone for a while now. I've had three other phones in my life and they've all been old ones from my mum and they were bad and had no storage left. How do I talk to my parents about getting a new phone without getting them annoyed um, that I'm asking for too much from them? Um, I'm kicking this off because I have the least amount of knowledge in this room because I basically just use my children to sort my phone out. <laughs> but I do know that you can do things like a factory reset on a phone. So if you've got somebody else's phone, you can do a factory reset. I have no idea how to do this because I just give it to my child and say, <laughs> "Do it." Ugh. I don't even know what the words are. But, I'm, but I do know that you can do some of that sort of thing, which can mean that you've got more storage available. Um, and also just identifying what the issue is is it that you would prefer to have a newer phone or is it the storage issue and um and parents will often do that they'll give you their old phone because that can take away some of the stress associated with actually having a very expensive item on you a very expensive personal yeah, because item because they are not cheap these no. days like an iphone's over a thousand dollars like it's it's so much money. Yeah. And for just all for it a phone. takes, all it takes is for it to slip out of your hand, and then suddenly it's cracked, and the screen doesn't work, and it all costs hundred dollars to fix. To fix a screen, which yeah, yeah, yeah. So I understand why maybe your parents might be kind of hesitant. I um I'm really interested in what you said around like why do you actually want the new phone? Like is it because if it is a storage thing, then um there's probably some other options for storage. Like maybe you could talk to your parents about buying you some more space on the cloud. Yeah. So in case you don't know what the cloud is, it's basically um on iPhones. I think Samsungs, but basically all phones these days have it. It's where where you can transfer all of the um photos, text, whatever it is, off your phone. So it's not stored on your phone. It's stored in the air, but it's not actually in. The, you know what I mean? I love how you're just pointing to the air. Right? <laughs> Just up there, that's where it's stored. I'm as bad as explaining it as Suzanne is. I just wish there was a Snapchat or whatever the heck that is going on right now as well. So if it really is about storage, then then there are some alternatives for that. However, I, I know from my experience, sometimes storage can just be a bit of an excuse. And actually, maybe the real reason why you want a phone is because you just want to call a phone. Yeah. <laughs> and why? And why wouldn't you? Um, there's so many cool phones out there, and 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 they're cool. And it's cool to be able to, you know, talk to your friends about what this new latest trick thing or trick thing, <laughs> this new thing that your phone can do, or this new gadget or this new app. Um, but you know what? I think at the end of the day, your your worth doesn't come from your possessions. If your friends don't think you're cool just because you don't have the coolest phone, I don't know if they're great friends. Mm. And if you feel like you need to have a good phone in order to impress other people, um, I think there's there's better ways to impress people.
But when it comes down to say um, the phone actually isn't a good phone, how do you think you should go about talking to his parents about this? Because this is a bit of a hard thing. It's, it's, and I love the fact that he's actually taking into consideration he doesn't want to you know, come across bad in front of his parents because he doesn't want to feel like he's asking too much. So... And maybe as a parent, yeah. how would you like your kids to go about this? I, I think identifying what the issue is, saying that it's, you know, if it's a storage and then going, and I've looked into this and looked into that, like done a little bit of research on it, identified what kind of phone you would really meet your needs and maybe have a couple of different price points on it. And also having a bit of a plan about how you would pay back. Now, you may not, I don't know how old you are, I don't know whether you're earning any income, and I don't know whether you've got any financial resources, but for some parents, you know, a green dollar, which is where you, instead of exchanging money, you exchange time or activities that you can do. So it might be you could pay it off in some other way. Like, oh, like by doing chores. Like by do, yeah, by doing chores, oh, yeah. by pulling weight around the house like and that, that sort of thing. So you might want to think about some of those sorts of things, like saying, look, I haven't got money to put forward to this but I've got some time and I'll do you know so many hours of housework a week just my dream I really like that <laughs> I really like that I um I've got three really quick ideas for how to negotiate well with your parents so number one is ask them at a good time mm. ask them at a good time don't do it when they're really busy when they just get home from work when they're really stressed out um, pick the right time maybe when they're just chill number two give them time to answer don't just say, I need to know now, I need to know now. Just be like, hey, mum and dad, that's cool. Just think about this and I'll ask you again in the weekend. <laughs> I like that because yeah. a lot of the time you get, the, like, I get the bit of, bit of a huff if I don't, you know, hear back straight away from mum and dad and then I have to be like, George, you do yeah. realise it's not that easy. <laughs> yeah. and, I can um, hear your mother's tone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and number three is then after you've asked for it and you're waiting, be the best kid ever. ZM Sealed Section. So I used to be really close with my mum, but for a few months now, we have not been seeing eye to eye. Everything I say seems to be wrong, and everything she says, in my opinion, is wrong too. And most of it is, is about the stupidest things. Sometimes we will go weeks without talking to each other and giving the silent treatment, which can be very awkward when we live in the same house. I want to be back to the way we were at six months ago, but I can't help myself to go with my gut and stand up for myself, with, which makes us argue more. Please help. Gosh, it sounds like a really complicated situation where you're in and it's not an uncommon one, but just because it's not uncommon doesn't mean it's not complicated. And the relationships between mums and daughters is as different between the relationships between any two people on the planet. We have this expectation that mothers will behave in a certain way and daughters will behave in a certain way. At a certain time there'll be sort of some relationship dynamic shift and they'll go through difficulty and then you'll come out the other end and it's all like the Gilmore Girls again. Oh, but the Gilmore oh, Girls. Love the Gilmore. But that's a TV show. That's not true, reality. Very true. And it's about, you know, it sounds like you've got some insight into what's going on that you can see where the edges are within this relationship sort of rupturing that's going on. And it's not serving you very well at the moment. It doesn't sound like you're very happy with what's happening. The only person on the planet that you can control is yourself. So you can talk to your mum about it and about what the difficulties are that you're seeing, but the only behaviour that you've got any control over is your own. If your mum is saying things that are hurtful and you, like you're saying, you're wanting to stand up for yourself, 
or there's a situation where you feel that you need to, you might want to think about how you're doing that. So it's not about being submissive or rolling over. It's about working out how you can stand your ground and maintain your integrity and also um, be positive about the relationship that you're wanting to build with your mum mm. because it sounds like you are in a little bit of grief over the change in this relationship over the last six months. Really, really tricky. And I think if you take a argument out of this situation and just talk to your mum when things are okay it might be the best time to do it I like that too and I think you know I don't we don't actually know how old you are but if you think about you know your relationship with mum when things are good yeah do you go out for coffees together do you go and do this that the next thing and maybe it's when you're out for those coffees sparking up and having the confidence to talk about it and just be like mum you know what I don't like these hard times that we have I don't like these arguments we have and then it's starts off in a very comfortable conversation yeah. where you're both feeling calm, you're both relaxed, you're both enjoying each other's company. And I expect your mum will probably admire your maturity. Um, I don't know any mum that ever sat down <laughs> and, and said, oh, you're just being so mature, that's frustrating me. Mm. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a good thing. And maybe sometimes owning the, um, the things that you might have done wrong too. Like if you got defensive or if you got angry or if you threw something across the room or, or whatever whatever goes down during these arguments, just saying, hey, mum, I'm, I'm actually really sorry um, and I don't, I don't like what this is doing to our relationship, so I'm going to change. And when you're talking to mum, really, really, really try and listen to her side of the story. Really listen. And I know sometimes we can act like we're listening, but we're not actually listening. We're just waiting for them to stop talking so that we can mm, butt in oh. and waste them with our words. Yeah. <laughs> um, so actually really, really try and listen and try and see it from her perspective. Put yourself in her shoes. What does it look like from, from her side of the story? And that could make a huge difference. And I also think that it's the way your body language is in this conversation as well. So when you are talking to your mum and going in and talking about this whole situation, it's you know, not having your arms folded and looking like you're disinterested or looking like you're, you don't, would rather be somewhere else is actually sitting there and kind of just with your body facing your mum, talking to your mum as if, you know, you're equals in a way and yeah. that will show mutual respect for the both of you. ZM sealed section. My boyfriend just broke up with me and I don't know what I'm doing with my life anymore. Everything has lost its value to me. I feel so lost. Wow, that is such a... A intense statement. Everything has lost its value to me. When you think about it, it's yeah, it's really heavy. Man, that is that is heavy. Far out. For breakups can be some of the most painful things that that people ever experience. Um, and it sounds like you've you're experiencing this grief right in its fullest and its deepest. To say, you know, I I look at the world now and it's not as exciting as it as it mm. used to be. Um, man, I totally I I feel for you. Good on you for reaching out for some help too. Good on you for asking for some advice. Um, I've talk, I've worked with a few people who have gone through pretty serious breakups um, and and no one will know exactly what you're going through except you. But some, some, some practical tips, I would say, man, when you're going through this, try and focus on what you've learned rather than, um, than just thinking everything is lost. Um, you can learn heaps from, from a past relationship. Just because it didn't work out doesn't mean that you're not a, a better person. doesn't mean that you haven't grown during that time. Um, don't lose hope. Just because it didn't work out with them doesn't mean it will never work out with another person. And, and make sure you, you talk to someone, eh? 
um, we can we can sort of throw out generic advice to, to you and try and understand your situation. But until you really sit down with someone, maybe it's a close friend, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's um, maybe it's someone who knows you well, a relative, or maybe you want to talk to a counsellor and really unpack what's going on, especially those thoughts about yourself and, and about the world that can sometimes get pretty intense. ZM Sealed Section. Where you can ask whatever you want.